Some More Good News Season 2 is all about people doing good through following their passions, good for their own souls and for others. I'm Kate Cherichello, and welcome to today's episode. Let's spread a little more goodness in the world. Welcome to Some More Good News with Kate Cherichello, episode 4 featuring Travis Welcome. So I have been a part of the New York Foundlings Junior Board for about eight years now, and that is how I crossed paths with Travis Welcome. And he is one of the most passionate people I have ever met and just the absolute embodiment of living to make the world a better place. It is true. And I realize I've never actually heard you talk about yourself. It's only about the organizations which you're helping. It's true, it's true. And so I'm really excited for you all to hear from Travis today. He works with Change for Kids and before that was with Mott Haven Academy up in the Bronx. And of course, spends many hours volunteering including for the New York Foundling. So Travis, I always ask five questions, caveat, they're, some are two-parters, so a couple more than that. Okay. But <laughs> answer however you like, but That's thank cool. you for being here. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited to uh, to be on this awesome uh, podcast, video cast that you got going on and uh, yeah, ready to get rolling. Appreciate it. So first question, simply, what do you do and who are you in your own words? Yeah. What do I do? Man, it's, it's uh, so many things. Here. So uh, essentially, I'm a senior director of programs and innovation here at an organization called Change for Kids. Um, we've been around for 25 years. We service schools directly uh, for 25 years. But but now we're sort of putting a twist on what we're doing and looking to take a lot of the onus on, on our direct kid work. Um, in-house. So we've opened up a youth engagement center, which is a learning labs, essentially, that that supports students who are doing hybrid learning. So on the days that they're doing virtual learning, they come to us, they can get academic supports, they get social emotional uh, lesson plans, curriculums developed uh, for them. Um, and, you know, the, the parents are able to essentially go back to work and, and get back out into the real world. And we've had some some really cool success stories thus far. We've had parents who've been like, where have you guys been since the start of pandemic? This has been awesome. Uh, we've had kids who've come in and been like, this is the best day ever. I'm so glad I got the opportunity to, to hang out with friends again. And I think for me, it's been really exciting just to watch kids connect um, because it, it, that was the hardest part of, of you know the entire last uh, 12 months, I would say, is knowing that there were so many kids across the city that did not have the opportunity to like talk to one another, although virtually and, you know, through classrooms and things like that, but the, the, the essence of their childhood, right, which is outdoor and which is that playtime and, and that interaction where they learn and grow from one another, they didn't have that. So to be able to bring that to the forefront again and bring that to the, to the Bronx, uh, which has been my home for work for many years, um, has been an absolute pleasure. So that's, that's a bit about what I do for work, who I am as an individual, um, a pretty simple person. You know, I always call, I always, you know, bring my story back to being a kid from Brooklyn. I grew up in the East Flatbush section of Brooklyn, um, where it's it's essentially a melting pot of cultures, right? So I grew up around, uh, you know, just about every culture you can think of, right? I've, I've grown up around, you know, Guyanese culture, Jamaican culture, Haitian culture, uh, spent a lot of time growing up in a Jewish neighborhoods. So through my childhood, I was fortunate enough, um, you know, may have moved a lot, but I was fortunate enough to take in a lot of lessons from being around those different um in diverse groups of, of people. So I think it's played out really well for me. And I think I apply all the things I've learned from those communities um, to what I do today, right? So I think, you know, when I come into communities that, I, that I'm gonna serve, I try to figure out, you know, who lives here? What, what's, what's the sound of music that they're listening to? What excites them? What gets them going? Like, what are their family traditions? Because if you can replicate that into uh, the programming, then it'll be successful, right? All you have to do is like, 
listen to the people, see what they like, see what they love, and just give it to them in the form of programming. People need to hear that, right? You have such a great way of connecting with people. And like you said, it comes down to listening, observing, and make it happen. A thousand percent. Wonderful. So what did, what brought you to Change for Kids in Mott Haven? So essentially what brought you from going to school, growing up to using your work to work with children and programming? Yeah. Uh, So I always say that the bridge to uh, where I am today was definitely a friend and a foundling. Uh, So a friend of mine, Travis Forbes, he had gone to Camp Felix in, I think it was the summer of 2007, I believe. Um, And it was, I believe, their first or second year. Um, And we had just like finished high school or whatever. I don't want to like date myself, but uh, we had just finished, you know, high school and we went to, he, he went to camp first. I hadn't gone that summer. And he came back, he would come back on the weekends like, man, this is awesome experience in the woods and you got to go. And we did like rock climbing and uh, we played basketball and there were cabins and there were no windows and there was air con- no air conditioning. And I remember just listening to him that summer like, I'm a city kid. I, I, can't, I, I can't, I can't relate to no air conditioning. I don't know what you're talking about. And I will never be a part of it. Um, but uh, Travis really pushed. And then Amanda Ricken, who had worked for Camp Felix for a really, uh, you know, extensive time and the founding as well. Um, she really, really pushed me to apply for the job. I like completed the application 70% and down to the wire, Amanda was like, you have to complete this application. Give me a call and connect. And, uh, and then, you know, after the application was completed, of course, um, came in for an interview on the 14th floor uh, of the founding uh, where oh, yeah. we often meet for our board meetings, um, which is like a, a whole life circle moment in and of itself. <laughs> and um, yeah, she gave me she gave me a shot and, and that's kind of where my career springboarded as starting off as a camp counselor. Amazing. And I'll put a link to Camp Felix too, in case people don't know about it, because it's just such a fantastic <laughs> program, it really is. <laughs> so how you touched on this a tiny bit talking about the virtual learning, but how does your work world and your world look different from pre-COVID time? And what do you think is going to now stay the same? Like what is changing for the better? And what do you just can't wait until you can get back to another sense of normalcy? For sure. So pre-COVID, I think, uh, you know, adults and children and everyone, we were all able to interact more freely, right? Like you could have visitors come into the building. You could have volunteers come into the building. Nobody had to get checked. It was very, it was like, all very universal and there were like schools and programs that were developed specifically to build the social emotional well-being of students um, and then COVID happens and you have to you, you're all, all of that work is almost erased immediately right so you now have to figure out new ways to like virtually connect with people and and get reintegrated um, which worked for the time being but it's not how human beings uh it's not how we react on a, on a natural basis, right? I think one of the things that is different for us now is that we do have to be almost hyper cautious still, um, even though you know the city's opening back up, outdoor dining's open, uh, opening back up. It's a positive sort of you know light at the end of, of the tunnel moment, but I think for schools, programs, etc., summer camps, we're still going to have to be really cautious about how we're operating on a, on a day to day basis. We're still going to have to look at you know who's coming in and out of the camp. We're still going to have to look at you know keeping groups sort of keeping cohorts together right and and it's it's tough because you want to say man it would be awesome for the third fourth and fifth graders to go do one giant activity over here while the k-2 does another activity but we're not we're just not there yet right so although that is our current state of you know kind of where we are we still do find awesome ways to kind of connect them right we, we have like 
kindergarten, do a virtual with first grade and the teachers are connecting over Skype. Um, so they're able to like form those bonds still. Um, they're able to see each other in the stairwell, though it be briefly, um, it's still a, an awesome opportunity for them to interact. Uh, and I think going forward to, to a more ideal world, one of the things I'm looking forward to is having those large celebrations again. Uh, I remember field day at Haven Academy being one of my favorite days, right? Like you have 500, a combination of 500 parents, staff, kids, everyone just outside activities, there's water games, there's basketball, there's soccer, there's all of these things happening. You've got Bill Baccalini coming out in 90 degrees with a six piece suit on. Uh, That's the you know, of the New York family. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he's doing <laughs> his thing and, you know, you know, Principal Noyakis is out there and just just all of these people coming together uh, in such a casual setting, right, to, to celebrate the work that they've done and the work that um, the kids have put in throughout the entirety of the year. I think I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to having those moments again and, you know, going back to the fundraising events, the galas and talking to people about their passion. So that's definitely what I'm looking forward to next. Wonderful. And are you going to be able to do a version of that field day this year, do you think, or is it going to have to be skipped this year? So I'm not a Haven this year, but we will look to do uh, a smaller, more intimate version of uh, semi field day for students where we're at here at the YEC Center. Oh, great. Um, that it, that incorporates like some of those uh, like carnival games and activities. Uh, we have a pretty huge parking lot that um, I'm, I'm secretly plotting on like doing some awesome stuff with like bounce houses and uh things like that but i don't want anyone to, to know just yet but uh yeah okay. got you. you can tell me afterwards if you need me <laughs> for sure um so you've obviously been a part of so many good news moments and you mentioned before all the success stories i would love to hear a story or two or however many you want to give about you know seeing a positive change in a student or yourself throughout the years yeah, I, I think one of my biggest success stories um, has and will always be uh, the, the campers that I had uh, as a camp counselor, um, growing, being able to watch them grow into young men. I think for me, that is absolutely, that's like the cherry, that's like the icing on the cake for me, right? There's a, there's a, a young man by the name of John John. Um, I'll tell the story of John John now. So John John was a kid who I met my very first day of camp. Um, John John was very, very nervous, very apprehensive to go up to Camp Felix. Uh, he might have, he might or might not have had some, you know, some tears rolling down the face as, as all kids would if they're, they're going to camp for the first time. Um, and I just remember going to John John and being like, listen, man, you come up to camp this week and you come up today and, and trust me for this one week. And I promise you, like, this is this opportunity is going to change your life. Mind you, I hadn't been to camp yet. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm selling it. I'm selling it. And, uh, you know, he, you know, he, he starts to you know, look more confident and, and, you know, you could see that he's like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in and I'm going to do this. Um, and he ended up coming to camp and he ended up having a really good time. All of his siblings uh, ended up going to camp as well. Um, and uh, John John grew into a volunteer at Camp Felix. He was a counselor in training. Um, and he also now works at Haven Academy. So, you know, to, to kind of see like the full circle moment of it all for me was like, it, it was astonishing, right? But it, it, it goes to show that if you are someone who decides to stay committed to these kids, right, to stay committed to this work for a significant amount of time, like you'll be able to see your impact. It can be tough in this field if you're doing junior board work or if you're, uh, you know, volunteering in some different aspect or donating or fundraising. Um, it can be tough to see your impact when you're looking for like within a month, within a day, within six, you know, six to 12 months or a year. 
of having done something, but you have to be in it for the long haul, right? Like, you know, kids don't grow overnight, right? Like they, they grow over time in the same way that your impact with them will grow over time as well. So I think that, um, you know, that is, was definitely is one of the highlights of, of my career, um, starting out with the founding Camp Felix and, and, and John John, the, the camper grown man now. But, uh, yeah. Wow. Love that. And so that leads me into my last question for you. Is there anything that you find yourself like just in that last part, I felt like there were so many quotable moments, but mm-hmm. anything you find yourself repeating to your students, you know, encouragement, something that it's, it's a line you say all the time or even to donors. Yeah. I, one of the things I tell students, donors, everyone is that with one idea and the right resources, anything is possible. Right? I don't think any of our uh, students are, um, handicapped in in any form or fashion right these are kids who have ultimate will right they have the ultimate will to succeed within them i i believe that a thousand percent each and every one of these students though they may display that in different ways when they arrive to you right like each and every one of them has the ultimate will to succeed our job as adults and volunteers junior board members is to really dig into that really find the source and and ask ourselves how do we now get this person to to blossom to the next level right it's it that's the hallmark hallmark of the work that we do is how do we get this child from camp that i met how do we get this group of campers or um you know students high school students uh, wherever how do we get them to really dig into who they are tap into their you know self-esteem how do we grow that um from in, in its purest form right like how do we do that that's that's the one thing um that i tell people is like one idea and the right resources, anything can happen. For students, for, for adults, for junior board members, it can happen, right? Like if you give our kids the right tools to succeed, they'll make it happen. I'm, I'm, I've seen it a million times and I, I don't ever doubt myself about that or their potential or ability to make it happen. So yeah, definitely with one idea and the right resources, uh, anything's possible. Fantastic. And you have proven over and over again, you have an idea and you're like we'll find the resources i will make this happen and you you are you're like the ideal person to have at a fundraiser event right because anybody you you connect people and anybody who talks to you leaves happy so just like here this has made my day too thank you so much oh well thank you travis uh i can't wait to share this with with everyone and because it is so inspiring and I think with virtual right timely right with virtual learning and so many kids who are stuck at home or stuck in not a good situation and aren't having that connection just the reminder that again we can still make a difference there's still ways to connect and make it happen and that there is hope we will get through it for sure this this was awesome thank you so much for for allowing me to speak on your platform happy to do it again let me know just give me a call we'll we'll, we'll go for part two uh, in June when school's over amazing and by then you can tell me about how your um your idea for change for kids parking lot field day happened there it is (laughs) i'll I'll come back with like testimonials stories video footage all of that i promise you i love it i love it thank you thank you so much